When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, and welcome to The Short Stuff. I'm Josh. There's Chuck. This is Short Stuff. Giddy up. Let's go. Look out above. Is that what people shout? Look out above? It feels wrong. I think... I think they say look out below, but uh, I, that didn't make any sense. No, neither one. It just say, how about just look out? Or heads up. That's a good or no, one not too. heads up. You'll get a lawn dart in your eye. Just move out of the immediate area quickly. Duck and cover. There you go. Yeah, I don't know if that would help either because, Chuck, get this. We're talking about lawn darts. And when they get a real wind up under them, they strike with a force of around 23,000 pounds per square inch. That's right. And we are talking about lawn darts. And if you're like, what is a lawn dart? Mm -hmm. That means you're probably younger than we are. uh, Because we grew up in the 70s and 80s with these toys. uh, That was it's basically a a giant oversized dart like you would throw at a dart board. Right. uh, With plastic fins. Yeah. And they're about what are they about a foot long or so? Yeah. Ish. Yeah. And the idea is that it was sort of like cornhole. You would get on uh, opposite sides of each other like horseshoes, and you had these big hula hoops, basically, you would put on the ground. Right. And you would throw the lawn dart up in the air and try and get it to come down and stick inside of that hoop. Yeah, and you get some points for that. You just let it arc gracefully back down into that hoop, and that was it, and it was a lot of fun. The problem is it was a lot of danger as well because— these things, again, a lot of them had like a blunt end, but not all of them did. Some of them were sharp, especially the first ones. Um, they would come back down to earth with a lot of force behind them. And if they happened to come back down to earth via your body, they could really mess you up really well, especially if you were a little kid whose skull hasn't fused fully yet because you're not 20 years old. And... Um, the, the, some kids suffered tremendously at the at the hands of the lawn dart industry. That's right. And, uh, you know, the government comes into play here uh, before we were born in 1970. And this was, I think they debuted in about 1950-ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the FDA banned these things because they were like, these are really, really dangerous. And the manufacturer said, nah, they're not so dangerous. Let's send our lobby in, the toy lobby, and get them brought back to the market because we got to get these lawn darts out there. We Nothing got is more to. important. Right. <laughs> right. Then getting the lawn darts back to market, getting the people their lawn darts. And Chuck, you lived through the 70s. I lived through the 70s, although I wasn't fully aware except toward the end there. But do you know how dangerous something had to be to get banned in the 70s? Yeah, I mean, SNL had a skit about dangerous toys with yeah, Dan Aykroyd. Exactly. So there was um, there was a push to get rid of lawn darts, but the lawn dart industry, very surprisingly, if you ask me, pushed back, and they struck a deal and said, "Look, how about this? We won't um, we won't 
market to kids anymore. So lawn darts are officially not a toy. We'll sell them in the sporting goods section of like department stores. And we'll put a warning on the box about just how dangerous they are. Because we didn't say, Chuck, lawn darts are the direct descendant of a weapon of war called the plumbata. Um, I read this Mashable article about these. And a plumbata is a lawn dart, except a lawn dart that you used in war. Starting with the ancient Greeks in about 500 BCE, all the way up to the Middle Ages, people were using plumbata. Yeah, to great effect. Right. And so the the lawn dart industry, the recreation sporting goods industry said, we've got to get these weapons of war back onto the market. And so they struck a deal with the FDA and the FDA said, fine, you can you can start manufacturing them again. That's right. And that's we got in on the second wave of lawn darts in the 70s and 80s when they said, we won't sell them in the toy section right. at Target. We'll sell them in the adjacent sporting goods section at Target. <laughs> right. And kids will never see them. They'll never know. <laughs> it will be like they don't even exist to them. And so um, they came back. And when they came back in that second wave that you and I were a part of, they were bigger than ever even. Like lawn darts were a thing for a little while there. Um, but they weren't any less dangerous than they were before, as we'll see right after this message break. Well, now, when you're on the road, driving in your truck, why not learn a thing or two from Josh and Chuck? It's Stuff You Should Know. Stuff You Should Know. All right. All right, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. Because in Monopoly Go, you can team up with your friends for timed tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. It's very nice. That's right. And the more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. I'm talking about unique stickers that you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes, cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with, or hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges, like digging for treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. That's right. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it now for free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel. Explore the future of technology that's rapidly evolving our world today with the help of AI. There's still so much work and research needed to fully understand the power and potential of AI, and Intel is at the forefront of implementing AI and revolutionary technology that's changing the world we live in for the better. In each episode, Graham interviews the minds transforming medicine and healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more, while pioneering new uses for AI in these spaces. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so Chuck, in that second wave um, that really began in earnest in the 80s, um, you could go to that sporting goods section of your department store and 
you you might be there to buy like a volleyball set, but TS for you because including in that uh, that volleyball set is a set of lawn darts, and you have to buy them if you want that volleyball set, and that's how they were sold in a lot of cases. Yeah, I don't that part I don't get. Oh yeah, yeah, like why they would include another toy, a completely different toy, in this volleyball set. I just, I just don't get it. Well, I think that they were saying, like, you, customer, have shown that you have a desire for outdoor fun and recreation in your backyard. Here's another game that we're going to throw in that we apparently can't move on its own, so we're just going to... So was to, that the deal? That's what I wonder. We're going to sweeten the pot on this volleyball net. <laughs> like, why are they giving away toys? <laughs> that's what I... That's how I took it. Well, regardless, uh, Mental Floss uh, reported that uh, David Snow, this aerospace engineer in California, did such a thing in April of 87 and thought like any reasonable parent, like, oh, boy, I should uh, hide these for my children, which he did in his garage. But his children found them, started playing with them, and very tragically, one uh, hit his seven-year-old daughter in the head, Mm -hmm. uh, lodged in her brain. And three days later, she was declared clinically dead and removed from life support. And Mm. it was a big, big tragedy and a big, big deal. And, yeah, so David Snow happened to be the kind of guy who, like, this would get to anybody, obviously, losing your child like this. But I think, you know, there's a significant portion of people who would just be so dead inside that they, they just had no drive or resolve for much of anything after that. He was the opposite kind of guy. He went the opposite direction, and he became a citizen activist, self-taught lobbyist, self-funded lobbyist, who made it his mission to get lawn darts banned again. But by this time, this wasn't the 70s anymore. This was the Reagan-era 80s. And um, getting any any industry or business banned or, or um, regulated more than it was before was not the easiest thing in the world to do. No. So he approached the uh, Consumer Product Safety Commission, which had taken over from the FDA, and he said, you got to get rid of lawn darts. First of all, look at what happened to my daughter. And they say, well, we're really sorry about what happened to your daughter. But if you look at the numbers, man, they're just not that dangerous. They're certainly not dangerous enough to enact a, an outright ban again. So sorry, no, we're we're not going to be doing that anytime soon. That's right. But what nobody noticed at first was that these numbers included, they were just dart injuries. Right. So that included just throwing regular darts at a dart board. Uh, I mean, I think we've all had one of those bounce off and stick into our thigh at one point. It's like nothing. No big deal. You're not going to go to the hospital for an injury, most likely from a regular dart board. No. And if you do, if you do, you are making a really big deal out of this. That's right. So they said, wait a minute, what if we pull all those darts out? And what if we actually just did a little research on lawn darts, because that's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a big deal. Um, over eight years, lawn darts had sent more than 6,000 people to the emergency room, 81% of which were kids 15 or younger, half of which were 10 or younger. And they were to the eyes, to the ears, to the face, and the head for the most part. Yeah, and again... Kids were particularly vulnerable because their skull was infused. So when a kid got hit in the head with a lawn dart, it could very easily penetrate the skull. And they found that this was happening a lot more than anyone had ever realized before. So now they had a problem on their hands. Now they had real numbers that showed that actually this thing is bad enough to to ban. And they looked a little further and they, they commissioned a study 
that found that the lawn dart industry was not following those rules that it had agreed to from uh, when the, the 1970 ban was overturned. So they were marketing it as toys. They were selling it in the toy section. They weren't including warnings on the box. Um, and just completely going back on on the, the agreement from before. So it started to look more and more like, okay, maybe we should ban these. And again, Chuck, it's really hard not to step back and be like, these are lawn darts. Yes, just ban them. Who cares? But that was, they would not do it. They were very deliberate in, in undertaking this ban on lawn darts. But finally, thanks in, in no small part to news the week that the, the vote on the ban was going to go through of a little girl in Tennessee who had been put into a coma by lawn dart, um, they enacted the ban two to one. They voted in favor of the ban. That's right. And in Reagan's America, they actually banned a toy. <laughs> and... Uh, it's so funny to think there would be such pushback over this one thing. Over and they couldn't lawn be like, darts. Like, yeah, you know what? Let's just get rid of the lawn darts. Manufacture some other toys. It'll right. be fine. Yeah. But they had to have those lawn darts out right. there in the hands of children. Right. Uh, and you can still make your own lawn darts. You can DIY it if you uh, if you go to on the web. There are companies in the United Kingdom that will sell you the parts, uh, which is a bit of a workaround. Yeah, totally. And you can assemble them yourself. Uh, and you can still go to tournaments if you. There is a a U.S. LDA uh, Lawn Dart Association, and you can go to tournaments and bring out your old darts and talk about the good old days <laughs> of of no government oversight. And you can uh, you can pitch those things and imagine drink some beer and probably have a pretty good time. Yeah, probably have a great time. Really, just sticking it in the eye of the nanny state. Just, yeah, do it safely, though. Keep the kids away. Yeah, and I want to say one thing. The reason that you can get lawn darts is because that government ban banned the import and sale, not the possession. And this one dart company in particular from the U.K. said, oh, well, that means if we just send these things unassembled, they're really just lawn dart pieces. And so, ipso facto, it's gray, uh, legally speaking. Ipso facto. Yeah. So uh, that's it for lawn darts, right, Chuck? That's it. Well, Chuck said that's it, everybody, so that means that short stuff is away. Stuff You Should Know is a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.